You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, the account put before us by Jesus of Lazarus and the rich man deserves very close and careful attention, not only just in the sermon, but also in your own thoughts and hearts and in your conversations this week. Because this text is what the fathers of the church call the seat of doctrine, Sades Doctrinae which means that this text speaks more clearly about a number of teachings and dogmas of the church than we find in any other place in the Bible. In fact, this text is the seat of doctrine for a number of teachings. First, more than any other text, this account of Lazarus and the rich man tells us about what we call the intermediate state. That is, the time between our temporal death and the resurrection of all flesh, when our bodies and souls are separated for a moment, waiting for the resurrection on the last day. And most of the time when the Bible speaks about the last uh, of eternal life and the last things, the Scriptures are speaking about the resurrection. But here we get a little glimpse of, of how it is in that little bit of time when the body and soul are separate from one another and we're waiting for Jesus to return. In fact, this text is the text that also teaches us that the angels carry the souls of the departed to the face of Jesus after death. And this text is also the seat of doctrine, or one of the seats of doctrine, which speaks most clearly about the doctrine of hell, the conscious and aware torment of the unbelievers after death. This text also teaches the efficacy of the Word. When the rich man who's there in torment, remember? And he wants to send Lazarus back from the grave to go to his father's house and preach to his five brothers so that they would become believers and not come to this place of torment. Abraham says across the gulf, they have Moses and the prophets, let them believe them. And then if they don't hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. And this is important for us to remember Because we're always tempted to think, and we have a cliche for this too, uh, we're tempted to think that seeing is believing, right? We are like the rich man, and we think, well, if I see a miracle, I'll I'll believe. But, But Abraham and Jesus here teaches very clearly that this is not the case. In fact, it's not the teaching of the Bible. Jesus teaches us that hearing is believing, not seeing is believing. Like St. Paul says in Romans chapter 10, faith comes through hearing and hearing through the Word of God. These are a few of the doctrines in the text. And really, this is quite wonderful for us to consider all of these things and to have them clear in our own minds, to be able to know them and confess them. But as Jesus tells this uh, story or gives this account of of Lazarus and the rich man, He has a bigger point that he wants to make, and that's what I want to spend time on this morning. In fact, the text tells us the big point. It's a few verses before our reading. In Luke chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus says to the Pharisees these words, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Jesus then, dear saints, intends in this text to contrast our own activities of self-justification with God's work of justification. 
He intends to contrast what is exalted among men with what is exalted by God. Jesus then in the text is putting before us the things that we love and contrasting that with the things that He loves. The things that we desire and the things that God desires. And in this contrast, Jesus is calling us to repentance and to faith. So we begin with the rich man who has all that a man could desire. He's got food in abundance. He's got nice, expensive, extravagant clothes. He's got friends. He has a big family. He has a big house with dogs running around outside, apparently. And he's well-known. He's well-liked. And everything for him looks wonderful. But there at his gate is Lazarus. And everything was wrong. Lazarus has no friends, no family. He's wrapped in rags. He's starving. He's hoping only for a few crumbs to be thrown out in the trash so he can have a little bite to eat. He was sick, covered in sores, head to foot, so that the dogs would come by and lick the pus from his wounds. This is a disgusting picture, especially contrasted with the beautiful life of this rich man. And here's where we first pause to consider the contrast. Because this rich man, it seems, has it all. He has achieved what the Pharisees, Jesus says, were striving for, and what we are constantly tempted to strive and work for, earthly comfort and luxury. This rich man can say, I'm rich. I've become wealthy. I'm in need of nothing. While Lazarus, on the other hand, seems to have nothing at all, nothing at least but trouble. He's poor and sick and cold and completely alone. Now, Jesus wants us to ask, at least at this point, this question, which would we rather be? Or, in fact, maybe a more important question is, which one of these men is blessed by God? I mean, looking at the two, how could we possibly think that Lazarus is blessed by God? How can we possibly look at this miserable man with this miserable life and think that God loves Lazarus? Surely the rich man is the one that God loves. Surely the rich man is the one that God has blessed. Right? Wrong. Death comes to both And death reveals the truth of the situation. Both Lazarus and the rich man die. And look what happens. Lazarus is carried by the angels to paradise while the rich man is sent to the torments of hell. And there we see what they really had in life, the treasure that really and truly mattered. For while the rich man had all sorts of earthly wealth, he lacked one thing, and that was the one thing that Lazarus had, the one thing that matters into all eternity, and that is the Word of God. Lazarus might not have had any food or clothes or friends or family, but he did have Moses and the prophets. He trusted them. He had the promises of God. Lazarus had faith, faith in the coming Messiah. And this meant that all the treasures of God belonged to him. God's name, God's kingdom, God's life, God's peace, all of it. 
While the rich man, on the other hand, had a big home and a full pantry and everything else you could imagine, but he did not have the Word of God so that in the end everything was taken away. What does it benefit you, Jesus asks, if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? And in the text, he shows us the answer. There is no benefit at all to gaining the entire world. The world and all of its riches will soon pass away because what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. It is the Word of God and the Word of God alone that endures forever. Everything else in this life is destined for destruction, to be burned in the fires of the last day. But the Word of God will endure. And everything that the Word of God claims. And so, dear saints, we are called by our Lord Jesus to repentance with these words. To repent of our love of the world and the things in it. To repent of our striving after wealth earthly wealth, and neglecting the true treasure of God's Word. To repent of putting our faith in ourselves and our money and our stuff. To repent of putting up a show of success for the world to see. To repent of trusting in the things that we see and not in the words that we hear. We are called to repentance. And we are called by these words also to faith. To trust in the Lord's promises. And to believe what He says. To believe that when Jesus says that all things are ours, the world and life and death and everything in the world, we believe this to be true. To believe it when He says that we are seated in heavenly places at God's right hand, to believe it when He says that He has gone to prepare a place for us, to believe it when He says that our sins are forgiven. And by faith we remember that even though our brother Lazarus had nothing in this life but God's Word, he therefore had everything. And we rejoice that just as he had Moses and the prophets, so do we. And more, we even have the apostles and the very words of Jesus Himself. We rejoice that these promises of God are ours and that the Holy Spirit through them has created faith in our hearts to believe these things. So we give thanks to God who by His Word has claimed us as His own in our baptism. That His Word continues to be brought to us every day and every Lord's Day. And that this Word which we believe and we trust in, that we walk in by faith and not by sight, that this Word endures and endures even to eternal life. And in this Word, dear saints, we rejoice. Together with Lazarus, our brother, that even though everything in this world could be taken away from us, The kingdom remains ours, and life remains ours, and hope remains. Because by His Word, Jesus has claimed you as His own. By His Word, He's forgiven you all your sins. 
By His Word, He's made a way for you to enter eternal life. Jesus, in the account of Lazarus and the rich man, is contrasting the things that we love with the things that He loves. Jesus does not care about earthly riches, wealth, fame, power, or any of these sorts of things. Jesus loves sinners who have nothing but a trust in His Word of promise. And this, dear saints, means that Jesus loves you. And this, His Word, His promise, and His love, this is our hope and our comfort and peace in life and in death. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.